You're listening to a 95BFM podcast. The soul of soul, almost, I guess, if you're trying yeah. to yeah, try translate. Now you're talking, now you're talking. Absolutely. <laughs> Kelda, Mr. Fields, how are you, sir? I'm doing very well, and yourself? Doing very, very well. Thank you so That's much good. for for joining us. This is a privilege. And I'd like to say thank you as well for the opportunity of this interview. Truly appreciate it. This Sunday, December 10th, we get to see you perform at the Hollywood Avondale. How are you feeling about coming back to Tamaki Makoto? I think it's been 11 years since you were last here. I'm feeling very excited. My whole um, life actually is is uh, built around touring because I've been touring all my life. And uh, it's an honor and, and I'm excited to see everyone that I haven't seen in so long. And I'm very happy to say that um, God has blessed me up until now so that I'm still able to do what I do. And that's such an incredible part of your career, the fact that you've been consistently releasing music and touring for decades. I'd love to ask you, how did your music journey start? Well, when I started, I um, really I had no intentions uh, of being a singer. Uh, my intentions when I was a kid was being a businessman because uh, people of color where I live, they had very little at that time. And the people that did have something, they, they were like business people or professionals. Or, or, so my, my goal was to be a, a businessman. How I got into music, well, I was a paper boy, and I used to sing all of the top songs on radio. So I was at this talent show, and my friend, which I just, I saw him on, I saw him maybe four weeks ago. I was in North Carolina. I was in uh, Durham. He came to the show. He dared me to enter the talent show. So I took him up on a dare, and once I, once I sung. Once I've sang, rather, um, the song that I chose to sing that night, uh, the girls like went crazy. And uh, the band that was playing for the talent show hired me to be their singer. And it started from there. And I've been singing ever since. Yeah. And I'm reading here that many likened you to James Brown. They even gave you that nickname, Little JB. I'd love to know who were some of your early influences when you got into music? Well, my earliest influence was people like Brooke Benton and Sam Cooke, uh, Otis Redding, O.V. Wright, people like that. But as I said, my intention was not to sing, but once I won the talent show, and people said oh, I resembled, had a resemblance of James Brown, so I decided you know, to try out a few of his moves. So that got over very well, and from that time, I decided to sort of... Uh, incorporate what I was feeling uh, dance-wise with uh, the moves of James. So this is how I became my own person, was uh, a little bit of James and a little bit of myself and, and influenced by others. And I became Lee. I became Lee Fields. But, it, but getting into business, as I said, in the beginning wasn't intentional. But amazingly, once I got into the business, I've been working very constant ever since. The pandemic was a period of of uh, where I slowed down a bit because of, there was no shows. But other than that, oh, and the decade of the 80s. The decade of the 80s I was kind of slow because music had changed. And um, so I, I had to find myself. I had a soul search. So by reading 
that great book called the Bible, the doors began to open. End of the early 90s, I started to tour again, and it hasn't stopped. It's been nonstop, except the pandemic. But uh, I mean, I, I attribute that to faith. I do have a great faith that God is real. You've managed to stay so resilient, even through those decades, such as the 80s, where the music scene started to shift. And it was only last year that you dropped your latest album, Sentimental Fool. What was the process of working on it like, and how does it compare to your previous work? Well, my records are just like my children to me. Um, Each record has its own personality and and its own sentiments. And this new album, the latest album, Sentimental Fool, which was jointly done with uh, my producer, Gabriel Roth, Bosco Man. And uh, I think, I truly believe it's one one of the uh, most received albums that I've ever recorded. People really seem to really get into the songs on this album, which I'm highly, highly appreciative. But it was a pleasure working with Gabriel Roth, the Bosco Man, because we haven't worked together in years. I was his first recording artist. Uh, before Sharon, before Charles, and uh, before any of the others. I was the first artist that he had jointly produced with with Philip Lehman. So that being said, this album is very special to me, and I'm looking forward to recording another one very soon. Well, you've actually answered my next question, which was, is there anything that you've been working on at the moment? You did mention Sharon Jones, though, and I've been exploring a bit of Daptone Records discography, which is a legendary label that you're obviously associated with. And I'd like to give a shout out to DJ Dubhead, host of the Rhythm Selection, who has given me some insight on this. Alongside yourself, I've been listening to a lot of Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings, as well as Charles Bradley, two artists that you've had a lot to do with, especially when it came to their careers. What was it like playing a role in the career of these other legends of the genre? Well, it gave me, and still give me, great pleasure to be able to say that I was able to be relevant in these careers of of, uh, Charles Bradley and uh, Sharon Jones. And it saddens me when I think they're no longer here. Charles was just like a brother to me, and Sharon was just like a little sister. And and, And it gave me great joy to see their careers taking off, because uh, Charles uh, used to sing at a club in Brooklyn. He was singing there every weekend for years. He never, he never, he never toured. I, he, I took him on his first tour. All of the things that uh, happened for them, great things to happen for them, I'm just happy to be a part of it. And uh, it gives me a, a tremendous joy to know that he got a chance to really get out and see the world and, and spread his music and the same with Sharon. So. Um, their careers also, um, I uh, get ple- get a pleasure out of knowing that I play a small part of um, them getting their break. So that being said, I know they're in heaven now listening. So uh, I want to just say, man, Charles, I'm very proud of you. And Sharon, I'm, you know I'm proud of you. So I would like to say that because I know they're hearing me somewhere. You know, I believe that they're hearing me somewhere. Rather. The records you've released over the decades have essentially become timeless and this is evident through your work being sampled by the who's who of modern hip-hop and R&B artists such as J. Cole, Travis Scott, Rick Ross, ASAP Rocky to name a few. What are your thoughts on you and your work being so influential to artists nowadays? Well I'm very pleased. I'm very pleased. You know I've always from the beginning believed 
especially when I've started to record, uh, I've always believed that somehow, in some way, my music would spread. And it and it has, and I and I'm very I'm very pleased and very happy to to be able to say that because it didn't have to be that way. You know, being in the music business, I know so many artists that really deserve to um, be exploited as I've been, but the, the cars didn't roll that way. The cars just didn't 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 add up that way. So I know that what has happened to me, I'm to be thankful and and very, very um grateful to God because uh without that power, I don't believe any of this would have ever happened. So that being said, I'm I'm very happy. I'm very at this moment. Every day man is like like living a dream, you know, because it didn't have to happen like this. And I'm, th- I'm, I'm thankful also to those artists that have recorded my uh, samples. And I'm very grateful to them also because they didn't have to do that. They, they have a lot of other artists that they could have used and opposed regarding their sam- sample. So I'd like to thank them. And I'm just, and I'm, every day that I'm working and in a good help, I give the utmost praise to the Almighty. Well, we can't wait to see you this Sunday at the Hollywood Avondale, Lee. But my last question for you is what can fans expect from Lee Fields going forward? Uh, yeah, well, I'm going to to um, put all of my efforts in the next album and uh, regarding choosing the, the appropriate songs that I feel that the audience would gravitate to. In other words, I'm, my intentions are to make the best album that I can possibly make. That was a 95BFM podcast. To hear more, head to 95BFM.com slash bcasts.